what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Graham, joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people submit to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just give our honest reaction to it. It's not a review show. We're not critics in a traditional sense. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we like to take the opportunity to big up it, hopefully put new music in people's ears. Even if it's stuff that we don't like, we always encourage people to go out and support it, see shows again when that becomes a possibility. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We usually uh, get through between five and seven of them. We just roll the dice and uh, let it land where it may so that we uh, we go through them in as, in as impartial a way as possible and don't favor any one particular style over another. And that's really the, in, the entirety of the show. Um, Nate, I had uh, I had somebody somebody say that they wanted you to do the intro one of these weeks. What do you think about that? You there? Oh, sorry. I was I was um, coughing a bunch of bunch of mucus and and chicken bits from dinner. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think that should be your answer. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do it sometime. I don't. You you have it pretty well rehearsed. Yeah, um, I have it dialed in. Yeah, yeah. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go next week, and let's see how it goes. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, just as long as you can keep the coughing up chicken bits out of the equation, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's what happens when you eat a whole goddamn animal for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that, you're right. That is what happens. I just had uh, fake chicken ramen that I made downstairs, so um, I'm not I'm not experiencing any chicken bit coughing myself. Fake ramen? That's weird. Well, no, the chicken was fake. The ramen was real. Okay. I guess actually, by most metrics, the ramen was fake too. Yeah, the ramen is also fake. <laughs> it was definitely not not what you, one would consider traditional high quality ramen. Um, did you I listen? I think traditional ramen is considered low quality, at least in America. Uh, like you mean by like actual like by just like American people? You mean by American standards? I think I think traditional ramen would be considered like cup of ramen, low quality ramen. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Yes. Um, so I was going to ask if you've uh, listened to anything new this week, but I actually know for a fact that you have because you just recommended me something uh, that uh, I listened to about the first 45 seconds of, and it sounds really, really good. A band yeah. called uh, Facoma from Cologne, Germany. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really good. I, it's just the one song, um, but boy, is it a ripper. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like the best thing I heard this week. Another band I heard this week, which I really liked, was from Russia, a band called Deck. They have mm-hmm. an EP out called The Cage, um, which is in the vein of that, like, Nosferatu gag, uh, nasty, snarling fucking, um, maybe even a little bit of, like, uh, goon. Yeah. Just nasty, snarling hardcore that everybody seems to like yeah, for, for good sure. reason. So yeah. uh, that band was really good, too. Yeah, um, I I actually listened to uh, a couple things this year or this that I missed this year this week. Um, just some stuff that like I know everybody had been big up in that I for whatever reason just kind of missed. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hadn't listened to the newest Geld release in its entirety yet. Oh yeah, I have that. It's really good. Really, really fucking good. Um, definitely people people big up in this for a very, very good reason. Um, one thing I was really pleasantly surprised by was the Mastermind promo. I believe it is a three-song promo. I'm not sure off the top of my head where the band is from. I'm pretty sure they're an American band. Um, but if you like... 
if you like crumb suckers and leeway and chromags and maximum penalty and that lane of nyhc stuff this band is is definitely doing it really really well it's not over the top um it's not aiming to be brutally heavy it's just got riffs upon riffs it's got some really good bounce to it um some contemporary reference points mind force ikulu um big cheese to an extent and i think it really gets the late 80s kind of crossover nyhc sound down because it doesn't lean into like it doesn't try to put on like a real tough a, a, a real tough exterior um it's like got a lot of character which i think most of those bands did like crumb suckers and even crow mags like the vocals are not an affectation they're just kind of like wild and all over the place which again if you go back and listen to like leeway or like john joseph's vocals or whatever like those dudes weren't trying to sound tough they just sounded like weirdos and maniacs and were doing like weird kind of pseudo metal singing and shit and i think this gets that very right so i was super super pleasantly surprised by that um and then they're actually from london uh mastermind is Mm -hmm. okay all right that makes sense um the big cheese comparison is is even more apt then um and then the other new thing i listened to this week is the destruct lp echoes of life so so fucking good if you like disrupt if you like uh japanese like fast japanese hardcore you will really really like this as far as one of just the more like uh, D-beat in, inspired hardcore records that I've heard this year. This is definitely one of the best. Um, this is probably my favorite stuff that I've heard in this vein since maybe like the last Warthog release. This this hmm. shit is really, really, really fucking good, and I would recommend it to anybody who likes Japanese hardcore or any of the uh, Scandi D-beat shit um, with uh, a little healthy injection of you know traditional American hardcore thrown in there too. So, uh, so yeah, I heard a lot of really good stuff this week and, um, and I'm trying my best before the end of the year to just kind of catch up on stuff that for whatever reason I missed, we listen to so much music on this show that it's sometimes hard for me to like remind myself to make time to listen to shit outside the context of the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Did you, so last week we talked about, um, you wanted to have your list. Mm Mm-hmm your top 10, your top records of, I think, each subgenre. I said nothing of the sort. No, I just, I literally just casually suggested that maybe sometime in the next few weeks we can do an episode in which we do kind of a roundup of our favorite, some of our favorite things of the, uh, of this year. Oh, okay. Well, I'll keep, I'll uh, hold you to that next week, I guess. Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it next week, then. You're you're gonna do it next week. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes, I, I I in no way need this to be a, a meticulous process in which we like go through and catalog each of our favorite seven inches and twelve inches in each sub subcategory of punk and hardcore. We can just kind of casually go through a handful of releases that we really liked this year that we may have not talked about on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, beyond that, anything interesting happened this week? Uh, I've been dreaming about shows a lot. Yeah. I've been daydreaming about shows a lot. That's for sure. Well, I mean, it's like full on, like full color dreams of shows recently. Yeah. And, and, you know, I could tell it's a dream number one, cause I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. That helps. Number two, because like whack shit happens that would not normally happen. Um, mm-hmm. I both, 
had three dreams about shows. Two of them occurred at the house and one of them was just random, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And one of them, um, half gorilla was over, they were playing and, uh, so, you know, it was a recall episode right. and, um, the thing I remember most about it was Andy in the kitchen wearing, um, Kanye West tennis shoes, the, were the, the Yeezys. Yeezys. Yeah. 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 And he kept saying how he does, he, he needs to get to a Kanye show cause that's where people are real. <laughs> and he, really, he really feels a real connection with people at those shows. He doesn't feel a connection with punk and hardcore. That sounds like something that would actually happen, though. That yeah, sounds I know, exactly I know. like it. That sounds exactly like an interaction you could expect to have with Andy. I know, but then the the, the part that gave it away that it was a dream was then we sat down to a, a sumptuous meal in the uh, record room. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, with an elaborate setting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's nothing. Nothing I ever witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right on. <laughs> um, so your your subconscious is officially conjuring up um, dreams to fill the space of of the actual real life experiences that we're yearning for. Yeah, and I I'm just I don't know. I think I'm I've hit that point where it's like this background noise that's always in my head of like oh I want to go to a show oh my god I'm sick of fucking sitting around like everybody. Yeah. Um. But the, and and also like you know. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe things aren't going to be so horrible in six months, right? They probably will, but you know, we got the the the, the truckloads of vaccines on the way, mm-hmm. and uh, at least half the country who seems to be willing to <laughs> to take it. <laughs> yeah, it's a start, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but like you know, suddenly it's like, all right, uh, maybe by um, September. Sure. Yeah, you know? that's that's a that's a that's a hopeful estimate for sure. Like like it's you know I'm starting I'm starting to feel like maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel and right. uh, uh, we can get back to it because man that's that's all I want to do is like jump in feet first into the fucking deep end right away. Yeah, same. <laughs> Fuck it, let's just go, man. I'm ready. Um, yeah, I like I think for a minute I was feeling a fairly high degree of relief just because. You know, I was like pretty much the only one booking punk and hardcore shows in Fort Wayne for the last couple of years, for the most part, like at least regularly, um, and like going out of my way to make that effort on a regular basis. And it's something that I enjoy doing, but it comes with a fair degree of stress. And like the shows here have been really good over the last couple of years, which is cool, but that obviously translates to word of mouth. More people want to come play here. I get booking requests from bands I really don't want to book. I got to constantly fend off messages from people, whatever. And, you know, my housemate are not super into the shows you know what i mean they're not helping organize stuff like that it pretty much falls on me which is totally fine i got no complaints about that whatsoever but balancing that with other stuff doing the podcast trying to do work shit it's a lot to to handle and being in a zillion fucking bands i mean i bring it on myself so i think for a minute there i just felt like a a pretty high amount of relief to like not be having to deal with that for a minute Um, i like so (laughs) i i like this like past i don't know we'll say five minute sort of like three minute um ramble on your part Uh uh-huh was basically just three minutes of humble brag we got pretty popular started getting a lot of bands a lot of bands that we weren't quite up to snuff for what we were doing uh but you know it's also me like i'm i'm doing all this and i mean 
you know, I'm also in like a ton of bands because, like, you know, I mean, what am I supposed to do? You know, I mean, yeah, well, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. It wasn't. It was not a. It wasn't a humble brag. You know, was, you know so like the pandemic. <laughs> it, the pandemic kind of came at a convenient time. You know, it kind of chilled things out a little bit, and you know, gave me gave me a little bit of breathing room. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm a busy fucking guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and and me saying I bring it on myself was just I'm just try, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to push off blame onto anybody else, right? I'm not, I'm just saying like I I stay I stay busy because I want to stay busy, not because not at anybody else's behest. I'm certainly not trying to brag about the fact that I'm a 30 year old man who lives with fucking four roommates uh, and throws punk shows in my fucking basement. It's not a great achievement. <laughs> but I'm just saying it was nice to not have to deal with that for a second. Um, but it, it is officially ceded to, uh, a, an overwhelming desire to, to get back in it. I, I like was listening to systems overload in the car yesterday and I genuinely like punched my steering wheel wheel and said aloud, like, I want to front flip onto my fucking friends. I am, I am fucking tired of this shit. So yeah, I am, uh, I am with bated breath awaiting this vaccine rollout, um, to see how it goes. And, uh, am also crossing my fingers that in the course of the next year, things can return to some semblance of normalcy for sure. Well, there is that joint in town that apparently is still doing shows. <laughs> yeah. The fucking, um, well, the muse on Maine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Big John runs that spot actually. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean technically there have there it, there isn't the same moratorium on gatherings as there once were was as long as like masks are worn and social distancing is observed but uh the thing about that is i don't think that you can actually ensure that anybody in attendance at those shows is is uh following those guidelines no you know? no, so. no. No, what are you kidding me? I went by there the other day and there was probably 50 people standing outside doing, I, I don't know what they were there for because it was all age. It was like just a huge array of like little babies and like up to old people. Yeah. And, and they're all talking to each other and they got to pull their mask down off their mouth so that they could see each other's fucking faces while they're talking. And they're like crowding around. I mean, they might as well have been like licking each other and <laughs> It was yeah. fucking wild. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like, uh, you know, I mean, you, you can come to the bonfire. Um, just try not to wear clothes that are too flammable and don't, <laughs> don't, don't soak yourself in gas. But, you know, if you, if you wanted to wear like, I don't know, a bunch of fucking newspaper, that'd be fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got, I got asked to play a show there, and I politely declined. So, <laughs> oh, see, but I wouldn't, and then I would have gone like full on fucking like Tyvek suit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been fun for sure. You know, like that, go, yeah. go completely overboard and <laughs> yeah, and bring like super soakers filled with really watered down runny hand sanitizer <laughs> and just spray everybody. <laughs> That would be a good fucking time. I, I would, I would play a show like that. I guarantee you. I oh my, oh my god, I want to do that. One. That's we play a show. Yeah, when things open back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. We'll uh, we'll explore that idea more when the time comes. But yeah, I'm way. I want to, and I, it can't. It has to be somewhere where you know they don't know what they're in for. 
<laughs> yes yeah absolutely all right cool we'll uh, we'll put a pin in that then yeah um all right you want to you want to jump into music yeah let's do it all right cool so here's the cue this week so first up we have brain squeeze this is a submission from matt flynn who plays in raw breed he says that this is his brother's new band um it features members of some other bands too uh let me see i think he has it here in the uh yeah so it has members of unix which is fucking sick um and suck lords so he said it's uh, just some homies who got together recorded some tracks and are having fun with it so there you okay. go okay um, then we have Burning Wind with their demo. This was sent in to us by our homie Adam Walker. We haven't heard from him in a, in a grip, in, in context of the show at least. Um, typically, Adam recommends stuff that we dig, so I imagine this will probably be pretty good. Then we have a band that was submitted by uh, John from The Path. This is his uh, weekly international band. This is a band from Ukraine. They are called <laughs> Debuster Van Dam with X's on either side. X to Buster Van Dam X. Uh, the release is called <laughs> Fist of the Ripped Ass. Oh, and there's a picture of Van Dam. Yeah, there is a picture yeah, from of Van Bloodsport. Dam. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, I, I have no idea what to expect with this. Then we have got Spirit Flaw with Exit Wound. This was sent in by Ben Stuckey, who plays in the band. We've actually had this band on the show before. Uh, I think probably last, well, no, I guess maybe not last year because their demo came out in March. Um, so I guess early this year, which might might as well be last year because it was a different world. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember we thought the demo was like not, not bad. It showed some promise. Um, weren't in love with it. I haven't revisited it since, but Ben says that this is their track to an uh, upcoming, uh, their contribution to an upcoming uh, compilation that's coming out. All right. Then we have XIL with Breakneck. This is a band from San Antonio. This was sent in by Alex Sorio, AKA Stout for those of you in the discord server. Um, Alex sends in a lot of San Antonio stuff. Alex and John both, both have sent in a lot of stuff from their area. So, um, props to, to big up and folks from your, your neck of the woods. He says, this is, uh, some crossover thrash stuff, which is pretty in line with both what San Antonio does in general and with what a lot of, uh, Alex has sent in in the past. Mm-hmm. Then we have got Woundvac with Concealing the Blade slash Decode Telepod 3, which is a, which is a hell of a name. Um, this is a band from Phoenix, Arizona. I guess they self-submitted after hearing our episode with Ugly on it, and uh, they're, uh, they're homies with Ugly, evidently. So oh, right they, said, they said they would uh, throw, their, throw, throw themselves in the ring and see how, how they fare. Then we have got Playtime with The Fun Never Ends. This was sent in by Granger, Ham- Granger Hamilton. It's a band from Atlanta, Georgia. He said he had kind of a hard time placing it, um, but uh, it was just kind of hardcore that gets very weird at times. Then we have Pez with Killology. This is a band from Gainesville, Florida. It was sent in by Spencer, Spencer Granice. Um I think we actually had one of Spencer's bands in the queue recently, SWAT, uh, Sex with a Terrorist. It's a new band with Pat Kinlan from Drug Church and SDF, Ian from Regional Justice Center. Um, my homie Kevin plays in the band, and Spencer's in it. It's really good stuff. Check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, but this is a band that he sent in. He just says it's like hard, good hardcore punk shit. Then we have White Lighter with their self-titled release. This is a band from Akron, Ohio. Uh, this was actually sent in by Larry Gargas. He says it's kind of garagey stuff with repetitive but catchy riffs. 
And then last up, we have The Chisel with Come See Me slash Not The Only One. This was sent in by Grant Williams. Uh, I see a lot of people big up in this. I think it's just like oi pub rock shit. Um, I think they've actually had two releases this year. I haven't listened to either of them yet. They were both on my to listen to list this last week, but I didn't get around to it yet. Um, So even if we don't get to it in this episode, I'm going to check this out. It definitely seems like something that would be up both of our alleys. So on that note, let's roll the dice, see what's up first. Okay. Ten. All right, so that's the chisel. So this is on Levita and Muse. So you can find it on the Levita and Muse Bandcamp. It is the second release from the top, um, and I guess the entirety the entirety of this release is coming out in January. Um, so they just have one track from it out right now, which is the uh, the B side. So let's just dive right in and listen to it. So we're gonna listen to "Not the Only One" by the Chisel.
All right, we just heard the song Not the Only One by The Chisel off of their upcoming EP on LaVita SMUs. And if you're in the States, you can also pre-order this at Beach Impediment Records. It looks like the UK pressing is already sold out. Um, so I think uh, it's it's if, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know Nate and I's taste. Um, at least speaking for myself, you can probably guess that I love this a lot. I'm a big fan of Oi in general. Um, one of the mixtapes that I made somewhat recently for the Patreon is an Oi mixtape. This was really, really fucking good, really capably done oi in the classic style. No frills. Um, it evoked, you know, Cox Bar, um, the business, all that kind of stuff. Most specifically, though, um, the chorus of this song sounded almost exactly like the chorus of New Age by Blitz. Um, to the point that I was actually singing the chorus of, of new age in my head to this. Um, but Hey, yo, that's not, that's not any sort of strike against this. I mean, it's common knowledge that Oi is a very samey genre and that's part of its appeal. It's a formula that works and it's done and done again. Um, if it's done really poorly, it can be very off putting and not appealing, which is why I made an attempt to sort of bring new people into the genre with the playlist. Um, this is, in my opinion, this this form of oi if you're looking for a more sing-songy melodic anthemic oi and not the grittier kind of street tough shit this is uh this is about as good as it gets i fucking loved this i'm definitely looking forward to this release and i am immediately going to go back and listen to the other stuff that came out this year that i haven't heard yet because this is this is right up my alley i loved it if you like oi of this variety there's nothing not to like here nate how'd you how'd you feel about it yeah, I like this a lot. Um, this sounds like one of the like the first band I want to see when I it, it's it 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 made me feel good and it felt tough but celebratory. Right. Yep. Um, it sounds like the first band I want to see when I can finally go out and see shows again. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I'm gonna immediately grab a bottle and smack somebody in the fucking head <laughs> standing next to me. Yeah. 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 You know. Let's. So yeah. So. Yeah, this is really good. They they did release something earlier, and and I, as I recall, I mean it's the same shit, right? It's the same it's the same vibe, but the recording made it sound a little maybe a little rougher, a little tougher, uh-huh. um, at least for this song, um, with that like heavy reverb and like anthemic guitar. Yeah, um, the recording on the other one, as I recall, made it sound a little tougher, but it was you know the difference between you know. The difference between you know two Cox Bar records, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, so it was just a you know an artifact recording, but yeah, this is really good. Um, it is sold out. All the colored versions are sold out for pre-order, um, but the black's still available on Beach Impediment. Word. Um, yeah, but I got to buckle down. I want to order this, but I don't want to pay eight dollars plus shipping for three songs. So yeah, no, I feel you for sure. Um. But nonetheless, I encourage anybody who liked that to order this because it is really, really fucking good. And I am currently on the beach impediment site hovering over the uh, order button, <laughs> considering doing so myself. So um, especially considering it's not like there's anybody anywhere locally that will be able to pick this up. If we want to pick this up in a record store, we'll have to fucking go to Chicago or elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which, you know, that ain't going to happen either. I know. It's just... Yeah. Come on, three songs. The other one was like, I think five or six songs anyway. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I feel you. Eight bucks is a lot for three songs for sure. No, I, uh, I, I really like this. I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, the whole point of this is to keep it simple and catchy, right? Yeah. To keep it yeah. simple and catchy and to grab you. There's the most important thing is to have a hook, mm-hmm. which yep. they did. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you basically can't go wrong. Um, yeah, this is really good for sure. How long do you think it is? Speaking of me grabbing a bottle and smacking somebody with it, you know, 30 seconds into, you know, the first show back, how long do you think it'll be? Or do you think it will even happen that like, well, I I imagine first everybody's going to be super happy to just be out and like do things, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. How long do you think it'll be until people are like, you know, getting shitty again? (laughs) <laughs> like just back, back, back to their old fucking tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about people in general because they never stop being shitty, but I mean like, you know, I'm talking about like back to their old tricks at like your local scene with the fucking gossip and the fucking yeah. and the nonsense and the bullshit. I, I'm uh, going to give it two shows. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I, I I would say like a month tops, you know, <laughs> by, by the end of the second show, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah by yeah, the yeah. end of the second show, someone is a fucking creep or someone said a bad word or you know somebody's fighting somebody by the end of the second second show <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's probably a safe assumption for sure right um yeah i'll give it i'll give it to like two or three shows probably yeah it'll probably um, happen during the first show but nobody'll say anything right 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 yeah yeah and then it just comes out at the end of the second show and suddenly <laughs> you know you know, social media is all up on fire and, and, uh, people are all pissed off in your local scene. Cause somebody said something to somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we can, we can safely bet on that. Yeah. Um, you can, you can rest assured that if you bought stock in that, they're going right through the roof. Yeah. Um, uh, so back to the chisel real quick. I think, uh, it's important to note too, this was recorded, mixed and mastered by Jonah Falco, notably of fucked up career suicide, et cetera, his studio up in, I think Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he, he did a killer job on it. He did a write up for it too. Um, so, uh, that, that explains why this sounded so good. Um, I like, I like everything that Jonah records. Um, so yo, I don't really have anything else to say about this. This was, this is really fucking good. I think with this style of music, you either like it and heavily fuck with it heavily or you, or you, it's not for you. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot that, that there is to say about this. Yeah. It's pretty, it, you're, you're pretty firmly in, in a camp if you don't like this. Um, right. so, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, check it out. Buy it. If you got the funds, um, don't, if you're me and, uh, you want at least more than three songs if you're spending eight bucks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Seven. Okay, let's see. Nine, eight, seven. So seven is one that I was hoping we would land on, just because it looks interesting. It is playtime with two Y's. The Bandcamp is playtimeatl.bandcamp.com. Their newest release is the Fun Never Ends. It looks like it's their first thing that they've put out since a demo that they dropped in September of 2018. Um, so they've been really letting these songs brew for a while. Um, there is a title track, which Granger said was uh, pretty good. Um, and our typical rule is that we listen to the title track anyway, and it looks mm-hmm. like what they, what they have queued up to play. So we're all in concurrence here. So, uh, let's just jump right into this. So we're going to listen to the fun never ends off of the release of the same name by the band playtime.
Alright, we just heard the song The Fun Never Ends off of the release of the same name by the band Playtime from Atlanta. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Um, Kind of on the fence on it. I like it. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about on it right now. I want to yeah. hear more. Um, yeah. You know, like, there's definitely a bit of a New York thing going on there. Sure. Um, But uh, it's hard to pin down. Yeah, so so I, I I have some thoughts about this. If you need a minute to ruminate, um, yeah. So I think this is interesting in the sense that like I I didn't think it was incredible. I kind of liked it. I think I liked what it was going for more than I liked like the ultimately ultimately the execution. Um, I think it shows a lot of potential, but I don't know if it was quite quite there. But so I think the aesthetic, both visually and sonically represents kind of an interesting crossroads that I think holds a lot of promise and is a path that I would be interested to see bands take moving forward. And that's like young folks who are equally influenced by stuff that is coming from the lineage of New York hardcore and like heavier East Coast hardcore and shit that probably grew up listening to bands that were influenced by those bands like Trapped Under Ice and shit because it looks like the folks in this band are all pretty young from what I can Mm -hmm. tell in the picture. I mean, they look late teens, very early 20s. Um, And, you know, they grew up in Atlanta. They would probably listen to bands like Foundation and heavier acts like that. Um, But then are also equally influenced by kind of like the weirder shit that is more towards the punk end of the spectrum of hardcore like gag or nosferatu or bib and shit like that and are trying to seamlessly meld those two influences and i and i i don't think that they arrived there because of those influences but i think like a band like gasm is a really interesting crossroads of those two things i mean that was like one of my favorite lps of I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, um, but that Gasm LP was like bouncy and had crossover influence and had New York hardcore influence for sure, but it had a lot of the weirdness and character of like lumpy records and, and shit like that in it too. And so it blended these two really disparate things really effectively and gave me something that was kind of a best of both worlds approach. And I think moving forward, there is a possibility that we're going to see a lot more bands doing that because there is just a lot less division among scenes. Like it's way more likely for a 20 year old kid to be just as into Gulch and bib and gag and like whatever pick your Devo core band of the week and also trapped under ice and also uh, backtrack whatever the fuck and weekend nachos. And they're going to try to create a cohesive blend of all of those influences. And I think if folks can figure out how to do that effectively, um, you could yield some really interesting results. And this felt like an attempt at bringing together various disparate in- influences. And I just don't know if it quite got there, but I definitely liked it conceptually for sure. Yeah. So you, you drop Gasm in there as sort of a, a modern reference. And I think that's pretty apt. Um, and that's another band that's, you know, a little hard to pin down, but it's also pretty obvious on the face of it, what a band like that is going for. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, that's, I think that that's, that's probably the most apt comparison I could use. And if I compare them to Gasm, I mean, this isn't near, this isn't nearly to my taste as Gasm because right. I think Gasm is just well done. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that this is okay. <clears throat> I, yeah. I I think that this is okay. I would I would like to see this band in a live setting. Mm-hmm. I think that I think this is, you know, depending on how they pull off a live show, um that's what sells it for me. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, 
just hearing this, the song wasn't, I mean, the, the song itself wasn't very interesting. Right. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of content there, honestly. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of content. And I mean, at least musically, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to check out some more songs. I, I, I'm on the fence with this one. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is definitely uh, I need more a uh, need more information sort of thing because I I don't really I'm not really into it it didn't grab my interest but I don't hate it either yeah um, for sure and I, it's not uh, it's not um, bland we'll put it that way there's something no, there I just haven't dug it up yet yeah no definitely I agree for sure like I said I think conceptually um, I'm on board with this um, just musically it didn't quite reach the heights that I think it could have and I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this and see see how I feel about it for sure it didn't didn't suck um, but yeah I, I need more time with it for sure and depending upon how I feel about the release the band may may need more time to just uh, hone the edge on this particular approach you know um, yeah. and again it's worth noting they do appear to be to be rather young folks this might be their first uh, serious attempt a serious attempt at like a, a hardcore band who knows you know so yeah. um on that note uh you know keep it up we'll definitely check back in we'll definitely scope the rest of this uh this release and see how i feel about it let's uh let's roll the dice and keep it moving yeah four okay this is spirit flaw so the Bandcamp is spiritflaw.bandcamp.com. The track is Exit Wound. Like I said, it is off an upcoming, uh, upcoming compilation. Um, and like I mentioned when we were talking about it in the queue, I think we were kind of lukewarm on this stuff. And I think it actually it kind of fell in the same realm as what we were just talking about, is that it's like it's definitely stuff that that contains like a crossover and bouncy influence but i mean their their description on their bandcamp is chorus pedal crossover right so um I, I think i think from my memory of them they were a band that were trying to do some like bouncy or crossover styled stuff crossover influence style stuff but had like a distinctly punk undertone to it um so i guess let's uh let's see how this track pulls that off so we're All gonna right. listen we're gonna listen to exit wound by the band spirit flaw from from philadelphia and a lot of cop killing going on you know this oh. whole 93 oh. you know do you feel any remorse for the cops that got killed uh, no i mean i would if i could but i can't All right, we just heard the song Exit Wound by the band Spirit Flaw from Philly. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Um, no. Okay. I mean, it okay, no, not in that I mean No, not as in fuck no, get the fuck out of here. You know sure, what I sure. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just no as in like for me there, there didn't seem to be a lot of meat on the bones for that song um and you know thinking back to um playtime mm-hmm. this is definitely like n- uh, like not far off there's a lot of then overlap here between these two bands definitely yeah um but i actually think playtime was more interesting and better i agree yeah um like this felt like a song that was okay i don't have a problem with songs being you know as i've always said songs should be about real shit songs should be like you know like for me anyway i I don't have a problem with songs issuing metaphor and being you know pretty direct in their messaging especially in hardcore right Yeah, yeah sure um and for that i mean yeah these these lyrics are pretty fucking direct and um they're uh um getting getting a very specific point across right sure but it almost felt like the song was just built around that breakdown chorus at the end yeah yeah i know what you mean for sure yep like everything else was just kind of tacked on right like yeah. like that 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 breakdown at the end was the like germinal nucleus of this song and everything else just sort of crystallized around it or not necessarily crystallized around it, but was constructed just to support that up. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Right. So this song kind of felt like a, like a bumper sticker. Yeah. I know what you're saying for sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, and like, you know, obviously like, you know, what they're singing about is very appreciated. Yesterday, there was a bunch of fucking maniacs marching, like, like you know, a bunch of fucking maniacs, um, like bizarro universe maniacs marching in Washington, D.C., and people were getting shot and stabbed and shit like that, right? Yeah. And the same thing in Portland and stuff. And, yo, shit is getting real out there. And uh, it's it's been real out there for some pe- for a lot of people, but it's getting real out there for a lot more people. Yeah. And... um Slogans are fucking everywhere. They are, yes. And uh, God damn it, I'm just over it. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what sure. I mean? Like, like, like. I get it. I'm, I'm into. I'm into being direct. I'm into being like, but like, put some a little more art behind your message rather than just making a bumper sticker. For sure, man. Yeah, I agree entirely. Right. And you know, yeah. I'm not talking about like I don't, you know, I don't know what you guys get up to and what you I mean, I'd have no doubt that the people that play this song fucking feel this shit because I feel this shit, right? Yeah. But like I don't want to I don't want also I don't want to hear a fucking band like all right. So what's something that like I put on a pretty goddamn high pedestal, right? Um conservation, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, environmental justice and, and conservation, I put on a pretty goddamn high pedestal, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, there aren't very many things that I like. Well, I, even, I don't even fucking talk shit about that and like joke about that. But like, there aren't many things that like I take serious enough to actually like buckle down on. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely. one of them. Yeah. And, but I, I still don't want to hear somebody fucking like preaching to the fucking choir with a bumper sticker about like save mother earth. I mean, I've made, I, what was that fucking band that I was goofing about? Cause they had Gaia and they're talking about oh, Gaia, yeah. moral, right? moral law. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, and, and I, I mean, I'm not telling these guys, you know, fuck you and fuck this, but like this song just felt like a fucking bumper sticker to me. It felt like a PSA. 
Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's endemic of the of the a, a much larger issue surrounding like how discourse takes place about serious issues in a social media world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it's not like it's not like we weren't already prone to sloganeering in general as a society, and I think that. Uh, the social media age has simply um, accelerated um, that tendency, like by to 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 an exponential level, um, and now it's just like in its final fucking form, you know. Well, and there's nothing wrong with sloganeering, but like if you're going to package it, make the package nice. Sure. Like this just felt like it was being rushed and fucking like railroaded right to that last thirty seconds. Yeah. With that fucking breakdown. Yeah, I feel you. You know what and, I mean? That's what it felt like. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that highlights like an interesting thing about this, which is that like, in essence, I do like the idea of taking this particular form of hardcore and delivering an ultra concise, condensed version of it. I like the idea of taking maybe like crossover era agnostic front style and condensing it down to like first two seven inches era agnostic front like song format that's right. a good idea in essence but i just think this is a rare instance in which i'm gonna say i don't think this track was long enough or at least you didn't do enough with the minute runtime that you had to make me feel satisfied by what i heard yeah, i think I mean, like the first 12 seconds anyway was a sample Right. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like a germ of an okay idea in here. This wasn't like super shittily played. And from what I can recall about the demo, I think this is a general improvement in terms of just like overall quality. Um, but uh, yeah, I still think it, it's just got a ways to go. And I think the ideas are there, but they, they just need built upon. And I would encourage a little bit more intentionality with the songwriting and and as nate pointed out don't don't rush to get to the sing-along and the mosh part maybe work on making each part of the song feel like a well-crafted component that plays an equally important role in the runtime you know what i'm saying yeah like, it just didn't it just didn't and i felt like there was a lot more room for well it could have been longer which is odd to hear us say that but um yeah. it just felt like there was more room there was more room for actual music in the song than there was. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. The sure. was given, you know, it just, like I said, I don't know. The whole thing felt like it was just rushing towards that last 20, 30 seconds, whatever, 20 seconds, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, with that breakdown. Yeah, I agree for sure. So yeah, I mean, overall, this this doesn't suck. Like I said, I think there's a germ, there's the germ of some good of a good idea in here. Um, and with a a little bit a little bit more effort, you could get there. It just uh, it just wasn't quite there for me. This is not this is not yet a band I would like go out of my way to engage with. But I I'm not saying it. I'm not saying they won't get there. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and you know, it's like, and I I don't it's, I I kind of I felt like maybe I kind of like gave the impression that like I'm shitting on like writing, you know, socially and, and like culturally and politically aware lyrics and music. And that's not, the, that's not it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, I, man, I just want this place to fucking shit or get off the pot. Yeah. I everybody's fucking towing up to the line. Everybody's fucking bumping chests. Everybody's like, you know, Everybody's talking about what they're going to do, right? Right, yeah. Just fucking do it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. You know sure. what I mean? Just yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. That's 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 everybody's talking about what they're gonna do, right? And I don't know, man. It seems like a lot of fucking noise. It seems like a lot of fucking barking dogs making a lot of fucking noise. And every once in a while, you get like an actual fucking like maniac in the middle of them. Yeah. That, uh, you know, is going to stab someone or is going to shoot someone. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it just seems like both people are. are it, it just seems like a lot of people are. talking big and and like relying on everybody else to fucking like carry that water when the time fucking comes yeah for sure yeah that's obvious right yeah anybody that can read the room has has an acute understanding of that phenomenon yes right yeah definitely that's what it seems like from to me for sure yeah i don't think that's i don't think that's an incorrect assessment of uh of the current climate whatsoever um and and sure and and surely yeah you're going to see that reflected um and, and punk and hardcore and, and the various different iterations of subculture. I mean, I think, you know, if, yeah. if, if these things are just microcosms that like overall reflect what's occurring in society, like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to find that shining through in the songwriting of some of these bands. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I think as you pointed out, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing in the sense that I'm sure everybody writing about this shit feels it very deeply because you do, I do. Um, this shit resonates with me 100%. But yeah, there does, there does come a moment where it feels it feels empty it feels like you're preaching to the choir and uh things can only reach this like roiling boil um and sort of sit static in that in that place for so long before you just as you put it uh just want want this country to shit or get off the pot on this yeah yeah that basically it you know and and like of course it's going to fucking reflect itself in, in in culture but like i don't know Write a better song. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fair enough. So, uh, so there you go. Spirit flaw. Sorry. Sorry. We didn't love it. I, I, like I said, I think there's, uh, there's definitely the seeds of some good ideas in here. I just don't think they have, uh, they've quite germinated yet, but, uh, I'm not saying you won't get there. Let's, uh, let's roll a dice. See what's up next. All right. Four again. Okay. This one is XIL. Not gonna lie, Alex uh, Osorio, you're my boy. We've had a we've had a mixed bag in terms of your submissions in the past. You know, sometimes it's real good, sometimes it's just so so. The art on this does nothing for me. I can tell you that much. Um, the art think, on it looks, um, yeah, it almost looks like uh, it makes it look like um, I don't know, man, some like art house dance black metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It looks like a band that might be opening for Purity Ring. Yeah, um, but like, but like wearing Gorgoroth shirts. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't love this art. I got to say, um, and I don't love the fucking like logo that they have up in the corner. The XIL break. No, that's not a good logo. It looks like fucking shit. That um, that that is like, that's the kind of logo that you see in like. C-rate fucking like thrash bands. Yeah, that would be on like, you know, speed metal part four on the B side of speed metal <laughs> part four, put out by you know like Metal Blade Records in 1986. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you're kind of like, huh? And then you look at like their discography, and you're like, uh. and then you find, of course, somebody's like, dude, that's the best shit that's ever been done. That fucking 
That one track they had on Speed Metal Part 4 in 86 that Metal Blade put out, incredible. <laughs> it's the best metal, the best metal ever written. <laughs> so a little background for this because it's just one track. It is a demo slash teaser track off of the Breaking Rock and Roll, Breakneck Rock and Roll demo, cassette only, to be featured on upcoming album Rip and Tear released through Confused Records, Play Loud and Drink Heavy. What does what does Exile stand for? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I I wish I were I would. You, know, you know, how many words start with an X? Give it to me. Not not many. <laughs> I right? don't know. Yeah. Xylophone. So, yeah, X-ray technically. Yeah, technically X-ray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. Is Zibalba? Uh, yeah, Zibalba. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, I guess let's just uh, let's listen to this. I'm, I remain very unconvinced, just based on looking at at this page. Um, but uh, let's not judge a book by its cover. So, we're going to listen to "Break Neck" by XIL. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, so we just heard the song "Breakneck" by the band XIL. Um, so, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take it with this one. Oh sure, go right uh, ahead. Okay, so yo, <laughs> a couple mistakes were made here. The first one and the most egregious one is that you have evidently let your vocalist mix this recording. <laughs> yeah, because holy shit, the vocals were loud as fuck to the detriment of all of the other music in this. Uh, to, the second, to the detriment of the vocalist as well. To the detriment of the vocalist as well, right? And look, I know the bass is 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 your homie, but you, you just shouldn't have let him use that intro that he wrote for the song, man. I'm sorry, but it just would have been a lot stronger without it. Um, so, yo, if I could give any advice to the guitarist of this band, it would be to you know. I know it's going to be tough because they're your friends, but you got to kick everybody else out and try again with a new group because <laughs> there was a really, really good fucking song buried in here. Like a really good song. The actual riffs for this song yep. were fucking smoking hot. They were fucking great. Like, dude, you captured the essence of Kill 'Em All era Metallica better than I have heard almost any band doing it like dude the all all the elements in the actual songwriting were fucking on point other than the intro which sucked um but like everything else like the actual song was fucking sick but it was mixed so badly and nobody could keep up musically with the guitarist like dude you are smoking everybody else in this band your songwriting and your playing is fucking excellent and no one else is keeping up with you and i i know it's hard for you to hear but you you got to you got to try again with a new batch of folks man is the the dave mustaine in a group full of ulriches <laughs> yeah for real dude because man i was like i i feel such a strange mix of like excitement and like total sadness about this because i'm like dude whoever the kid is playing and writing the fucking guitar parts is a fucking shredder and like the songwriting is excellent but it just was absolutely buried below the the terrible mix and just the subpar playing of your your compatriots the bassist was okay i wasn't sure about the super chorus heavy bass tone on it but his playing was fine and the drummer wasn't the worst i've ever heard but was like super super sloppy and definitely not keeping up with the riffs um yeah dude so so that that's the best i can say about this is like i i think the actual song was really really fucking good but everything else about this was just done wrong you know yeah, like the intent of the song is a callback to the, you know, the the early day, the early 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with quote unquote speed metal. So, you know, there's like there's a lot of Motorhead. You mentioned like early Metallica is obvious in there. Yep. Um, but it's like, yeah, it would this would be on this would be on the speed metal comp, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um and I wanna see this live. Yeah. But in this incarnation, I don't want to see it live because I think it fucking like is going to slay. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. We've said th that before, right? There's certain things, that, certain bands that you want to see because you know it's going to be a fucking, it's going to be a fucking hoot. Right. Um, and this is one of them because it had a lot of good components. It it had the intent and the tone down. You know, we talked about, what was that fucking new metal band that we talked about? Flashback. Flashback that was like basically... Um, a pastiche of uh, it took all the components, especially in the second half of that song, and, and and made like basically the the perfect algorithmic sort of like new metal song. Right. Yeah. 
And in many ways, this is the same, right? It's talking about, you know, you know, a bunch of fucking raging Heshers taking over the fucking club and banging their fists and drinking wild into the night. Yeah. Um, which, you know, to me, like when I think about that stuff, I think about being a kid and seeing like scary Heshers, you know, when I was like 10 years old and I'm thinking, well, fuck, these guys are kind of scary, but they're just like, you know, 16, 17, 20 year old idiots. Yeah. But like, I, I always picture in my mind a group of like people that are probably anywhere between 10 and 20 years older than me that are just like going crazy. They're not bikers, but like they're, they're satanic panic maniacs. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's always what I picture. Um, and yeah, like all the tropes are there for this to be a good fucking like speed, speed metal song. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Man, the recording was awful. So um, bad. The and I don't fucking, even I don't even know if it was the recording or just the mix cuz the the yeah. tone sounded okay, but the mix was so fucking yeah. bad. Like the levels were all like the vocalist is just sitting right on top of and shitting on everything. Yeah, man. It almost sounded like it almost sounded like somebody like dubbed in their own goofing vocal track. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it just wasn't good, man. And you gotta have some fucking like you gotta have either some pipes to pull this off, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. or you gotta have like a maniac sort of ragged edge to your voice. And this guy had neither. Yeah. Yeah. And by the sound of it, I mean these could be young younger folks, you know right. what I mean? Right. So they, yeah, I I would imagine that they are. I don't think it's a bunch of old dudes doing this. I think it's probably, you know, the oldest person this band is maybe twenty two. Right, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But like, you know, there yo, that's no excuse. How fucking old was Tom Araya? Sure. On yep. Haunting the Chapel, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so like this had all the good components, but it was not pulled off well. And man, like the bass got really fucking hard to follow and weird. And just, it, did, it, yes. it just sounded like, it just sounded like digital noise at some point. <laughs> yeah, the, man. The back of everything. Yeah. I had the same um, feeling. Like I was like, what? The, at first I thought it was interference. Like yeah. in the, in, in my headphones, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Cause it kind of sounded like, um, just like the high end of like a radio transmission, you know, might come, might be coming through like a speaker or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, the vocalist just shit all over this. At one point I thought in the chorus, I thought he was doing like a self reverb or self delay. Yes, I thought the same when thing. Like, and I was supposed to shoot to kill, to kill. Like right. that's what he was doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Break that rock and roll and roll. Right. <laughs> I thought that he was doing like a self delay. Yeah, yeah. Because the because the, the delay on that uh, was not well done. There was no tail. It was just like a single re- repetition delay, which I've never really heard in my fucking life. There's yeah. just I I guess I, the amateurism of everybody involved shines through here, but not in an, in, in an endearing way. In a way that I just think that probably everybody in this band thinks that what they're bringing to the table is fucking a plus material, and they're all trying to shine and do their own thing. Thing, but the only one that's actually bringing anything to the table here is the fucking guitarist. Yeah, <laughs> so. for real, man. Like, like for real. I, I don't know, man. The, the, for me, it was because the bass was almost non-existent for much of the song. Like yeah. I said, it was just background noise. Um, you know, 
what what just stood out to me on everything was was how loud the vocals were and how yes. bad they were. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, get better, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because this has a lot of potential, but man, I don't know. Like, you really you, – you can't just be – I don't think oh, – no, you can't. I'm going to state it. You can't just be a standard fucking, like, hardcore dude and pull off fucking vocals for this. No, definitely not. Right? Like yep. you, like I said, you either have to have some fucking talent, even if it's like really fucking like, like unpolished, like a Joey Belladonna, mm-hmm. or you have to have, you, you have to be willing to just let your voice get up on the fucking ragged fucking edge of things and sound like a maniac like Tom Mariah. Yeah. I agree. Right. For on sure. those early yeah. recordings. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Don't sound like Dave Mustaine. Whatever you do, don't try to sound like Dave Mustaine. <laughs> don't, don't, do not do that. Right. But yeah. like, you have to be willing to do that. You can't just try to like, like add a little fucking stank to your, to your voice and like basically bark out the words in front of this music. Right. That doesn't work. Like, like that, the, the damn buster, oof, like at the beginning. Mm hmm. Oh my God, that sounded so weak. Right? I know. And that's what, that's usually my favorite part of any song. Like you know that would I mean? grab you right off the gate. If there was a lot of fucking good reverb and delay on that, and it was just like a good throaty, like, oof, like, you know, yeah. got you going. Right. Um, It, it didn't, it didn't. No. And I wanted to like this song. I do like this song, but not because of the reasons you want me to like this song. Yeah. No, for, I, I, I love the song that this could have been. Yeah, dude, the uh, lyrics are so fucking funny. I know. Like they're, they're good, but yeah. they're also intentionally funny. Like right. hellish bangers take revenge from the shitter to the bar. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Yeah. He uses the word thus. Wild screams and banging fists are purpose thus revealed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sick for sure. <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking line about... Um, um, there it is. Pits of mayhem open wide to take the form of Satan's star. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds like a lyric off fucking Haunting the Chapel. Yeah, it's great. Right? Yeah. But it was just, it was delivered with like no, nothing. Yeah. You yeah, know? For sure. Yo, I beseech you, if because evidently you have an upcoming album, Rip and Tear, released on, on Confused Records. Oh, also, it, also, I want to cut you off here real quick. Uh, it's pronounced Exile, not XIL. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Are you just saying that though? No, I looked it up because I wanted to like I wanted to see if I could figure out what what you know Exile stood for. It's pronounced Exile. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. There right. used to be a Fort Wayne band called Forward NRG, and it was Forward Energy. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So I I know I was just gonna say that like if if this is what Rip and Tear sounds like, for the love of Christ, please please get this remixed. Send me the stems. I will fucking remix this record for you. I I am not I'm not shitting you. If you hear this and you want your record remixed, I will fucking do it. I will take time out of like my spare time to remix this record because I think that even just a, a different mix on this could make this leagues better. But I'm going to double double down on what I said, which is the fact that I really think homeboy on guitar or home girl on guitar or home person on guitar i think um i'm really stoked to hear your next band i'm really stoked to hear what you do when you have uh, a lineup that is on par with what you're writing and playing because like i said i genuinely love the song this could have been but the song that it was sucked yeah yeah 
So oh. I guess let's. <laughs> um, go, uh, man. Yeah. Our purpose thus revealed to, to shit all over your hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. There's there is so much promise here, but I just, uh, I yeah. Um, I I wait with bated breath for the next effort because um, fuck, man. I really really loved those riffs, but nothing else about this. So uh, on that note, I guess you know, moment of silence for exile, and uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. Six. Okay. So six is White Lighter. This is the band that Larry Garga sent in, sent in to us. The Bandcamp is whitelighterak.bandcamp.com. They are a garage rock band from Akron, Ohio. Um, <laughs> that fucking dog is sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he really is, isn't he? Um, so yeah, he says it's sloppy, trashy garage rock, rock with repetitive but catchy riffs. He suggests uh, the song, I Might Be Dead, But I'm Still a Man. So uh, we'll go with uh, go with Larry's suggestion on that. Um, so we're gonna listen to "I Might Be Dead, But I'm Still a Man" by White Lighter off of their self-titled release. <laughs> We just heard the song, I Might Be Dead, But I'm Still a Man by White Lighter off of their self-titled debut release. Nate, 
how'd you feel about it? Uh, that was catchy. I like that. Um, yeah, I like that. I listen to plenty of stuff that sounds like this, even though I hate almost everybody involved with stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yep. um, musically perfectly enjoyable. I, I, I was, I, my hopes were faltering there in the further with, with like the, the little guitar intro interlude that came in, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna suck. Yeah, but uh, it kicked in, it picked up, felt pretty catchy. I mean, you know, it didn't sound too much different than like an you know a fucking OC song from two thousand seven. Sure, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, there's plenty of fucking like there's plenty of stuff like this that I like. Like I said, just in general, from the people in the bands to the people that are watching said band to the location where the band is playing, I hate almost everything about this. Um, scene big time yes no for sure um you know i it's just as a like a quick segue uh just because it's it's it it really touches on something that i was going to bring up which is that i think that my ability to enjoy this was really hindered by the fact that i could see what the people in this band look like (laughs) Yes, I, I had to. I had to purposely not look at them, and I was trying desperately to find different pictures than that. Yeah, um, because that guy, either one of those guys, yeah. but especially that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the fuck away from me! Dude. I was just about to say, if that dude tries to talk to me at the bar, get the fuck out of my face, dude! Get right. away from me! I am He's not here whole, to socialize he, with you. I'm not there to socialize with virtually anybody, <laughs> right? And yes. motherfuckers like him—that's the whole goddamn reason that I'm standing outside <laughs> when a band I'm not interested in is playing. Yes, at 100. percent Yeah, right. I, yeah. I want nothing to do with a motherfucker like that because <laughs> either a that's 100 percent false, right? Or B, if it's not false, that dude sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucks no matter what. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But like is on is on is on a path of like terminal suck. Like right. an irredeemable path where it's like, oh, you look like a cool, like hip, scummy twenty-four year old, and then ten years later you still fucking look like that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like, yo, no. Uh, that that is that is not the look of a real person. And if it is the look of a real person, that is a real person that you really don't want to be around. <laughs> no, dude, he, there is a, 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 a dude who like when I used to go to bars for shows more frequently, there is a guy who would always roll the shows on his fucking longboard. And like at one night after he fucking inserted himself into a conversation that I was having and I was really terse and short with him, you know, some people around me were like, why are you so mean to that guy? He's 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 a nice guy. And I was like, yo. That motherfucker sucks. You guys can't see it right now. You are blinded for whatever reason, your desire for social interaction to to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't suffer from these shortcomings. That guy's a piece of shit. And you know what? He is in jail for rape now. So I'm just saying <laughs> I could fucking I could spot these motherfuckers coming a mile away. As you said, this dude, if he's real, then he's like longboard guy that is now in jail for sexual assault. And if he's not real, then boy, what an insufferable character you've chosen to fucking cosplay. Yeah, really, really. I mean, you know, yeah. So that that's why I deliberately like tried to find some other image of them because I was trying <laughs> yeah. really hard to get away from it, you know? And yeah, yeah. Because there's also like... I don't know, man. So, so I, again, I'll say musically, I like this just fine. Sure, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I, I'd like to hear more, right? 
Yeah. Um, but man, I don't want to be around the people that, cause also there's a lot of fucking tourists that are into this shit. Yeah. Big, big time, dude. Big time. Like a lot. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the, that's one of the, I guess, caveats of like having like basically generally likable catchy songs like this i mean this is just this is based on this is basically just old rock and roll right yeah yeah um so it's one of the caveats of that because you get a lot of fucking tourists um of all stripes right um for sure yeah some are are are, are um some are more um i guess uh, so, so, some are less ingratiating than others yeah <laughs> put it that way right yeah 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 for sure um you know so so i don't know it's a catch 22 when 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 you're listening to shit like this right oh, agreed yeah yeah no for sure so yeah i mean i think i i think my ability to really speak about this objectively has just been like irrevocably altered i and just because i i did look at these guys and that was my fucking bad um but yeah i think at its core musically i I like this. I like stuff like this. I mean, I like the Gories a lot, right? And I like the bands that originated mm-hmm. the sound. I like the Sonics. Sure. I like the Monks. Sure. I like Zachary Thax. I like all that shit a lot. Um, but my experience with and relationship to this scene in general is so fraught that it's really tough for me to engage with this stuff if it's even remotely close to home, you know, this being like a local level band from Akron, Ohio, who I can see and look at um, and, and potentially interact with takes away a lot of the division between the personal and the artistic world that I kind of need to really engage with the stuff and like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but essentially I do like music that sounds like this. If you presented this to me completely devoid of context. Yeah. I like this. I have no problems with it. I wasn't sure. blown away. I wasn't blown away by it because it's a very simple riff on this format, right. um, which is in essence, a simple format to begin with, but I didn't find anything objectionable about this music. It was just fine. Um, it was, I liked it, you know, for lack of a, of a better way to phrase this. I liked it. I had a fun time listening to it, but, uh, I, I probably, won't listen to the rest of this yeah yeah so, so so one of the one of the images that um i found when i was looking for other pictures of i was hoping it, it wasn't those people in the band right yeah 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 um and i found like one of the images i found was like a white lighter with uh um like Kurt cobain jimmy hendrix janice joplin and jim morrison scrawled on it sick yeah Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Cool. Hey, guess you know what they all had in common? Uh, one way or another, they died by their own hand because <laughs> they were they were tortured souls. Tortured souls taken from us too young. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The, 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 the tragedy of the young poet, the young artist taken from us. And eh, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Fuck that shit, man. You know, like... Yeah, they were good at what they did, and I guess it's fucking sad, but you know what? Because that tiptoes right up to, especially with the lighter, you know what I mean? Of like, I say, I would say a very tasteless. Yeah, it's just crass, uh, man. No, but like a tasteless, like, 
glorification of like mental illness and drug problems. Oh yeah, definitely. For you know? sure. And it's like, yeah. fuck that shit. Fuck yeah. that shit. And that goes right in line with homeboy, the dude, uh, that's walking towards you like, yo, 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 man, yo, just chill. Like, Hey, you know, I mean, you know, He's trying to like back up some shit that he said. So <laughs> he pissed you off at the show, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And this guy most assuredly given 10, 15 minutes will piss me off. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, I guess it's it's too fucking bad that Jim Jim and Janice and Kurt and Jimi Hendrix are all fucking dead. But you know what? Fuck them because they did it to themselves. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's a uh, there's our there's our uh, uh, addict victim blaming moment for the week. <laughs> I'm not yo yo. I'm not blaming, but what I'm saying is like a person has agency in their own fucking life. Definitely, yes, right? for sure. A person yeah. has agency in their own fucking life. Yeah, so I agree. you ultimately they 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 suffered the consequences of decisions that they fucking made. Yeah, for sure. And that is lamentable, but you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, all right. I don't know whether we should call it there and pivot to voicemails. We got like five voicemails, but they all are pretty brief. Only one of them is even over a minute long, but they typically tend to, to generate a fair amount of discourse from us. Um, so they have lately, haven't they? They have lately. Like We've been getting some rousing calls. You know, what can I say? Um, so do we want to try one more band or do we want to pivot to voicemails? Let's try one more band and, uh, you know, because, yeah, let's try one more band. Okay. Because um, there's only been one thing on this episode that I've been, like, hype about, you know? Yeah. The chisel was, was the, the chisel was the only thing that I was like, yeah. yo, this is fucking sick. And everything yeah. else has been, like, middling to not good at all. So. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, let's let's roll the dice one more time. And, and like, not good at all, but not bad enough for us to really go in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one. Okay. Um, so this was the band that uh, was sent in by Matt from Rob Reed. It features his brother. It's Brain Squeeze. The band camp is brainsqueeze.bandcamp.com. Um, the, you know, the fact that this features members of Unix is really pro- promising because I fucking love Unix. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping this rips, um, and you know, maybe you, you, you inherited some of your, uh, your, your brother, your brother, Matt's good juju too, because, uh, Rob Reed is really good. So, um, they have the song why bother queued up to play. So, uh, I guess let's just go with that. This appears to be there just like a demo that they just, uh, they just dropped last month. So mm-hmm. we're going to listen to why bother by brain squeeze off of their rehearsal tape.
right, we just heard the song "Why Bother" by Brain Squeeze off of their rehearsal tape. That was uh, that was pretty good. That uh, that was definitely not bad. It was very much in line with shit that I was listening to right before the show started. I was listening to some Necros and some United Mutation. Um, you know, this is very much in line with uh, the Midwest style of like early '80s U.S. hardcore. Um, definitely akin to something like Necros. Um, this was ultimately really competently played basic straight ahead hardcore punk um you know i have no beef with this whatsoever the riffs were solid pretty catchy um vocals were were kind of unhinged and maniacal which i really liked um my only beef with this really was just the recording i didn't think it was great it is a rehearsal tape i get it you probably put a you know boom box or a phone in the middle of your rehearsal space and all things considered this didn't sound terrible but i think those songs with a better production quality or that song rather the, the only one that i heard um that song with a better production quality i think would have hit a lot harder because i think the elements in terms of songwriting were definitely there came together well delivered a, a pretty effective rendition of uh, first wave american hardcore um, it doesn't necessarily stand head and shoulders above other bands that I've heard, but as Matt described, for a bunch of friends just getting together and having fun and, and playing hardcore, this was uh, perfectly passable, something I would f- thoroughly enjoy seeing Seeing live in a basement, would definitely pick up like a tour tape of this or something, wouldn't necessarily seek this out and like buy this 7-inch right now in its current form. But, uh, you know, if you refine this a little bit, sharpen some of the edges, came back with a little bit higher uh, higher quality recording, I would fuck with this. I would pick up a 7-inch of this stuff for sure. So overall, pretty pretty good effort. Definitely solid for a demo. Stoked to see what uh, what comes next from this project. Yeah. See, I had no problem with the recording or anything. I like this a lot. And you, you had mentioned like Midwest. Man, the singer kind of sounded like a young Rollins in SOA. I could hear that, yeah. Um, so that's all I could think was SOA. Sure, um, yeah. And this sounded like it might have come out of fucking 1981. Yeah, um, definitely. The recording as well. Like it had the, it had a good energy to it. It had a good vibe to it. Um, yeah, I dug the hell out of this. I like this a lot. Um, I will definitely check the rest of it out. And it says tapes are coming out soon. So um, you might not buy one, but I will. Word. Fair enough. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just, I don't know about the recording on this. It just like, it just, it didn't, it didn't quite do it for me. I think, I think it what it was missing, it wasn't the fact that it was too lo-fi because I don't think it was that. Um, I just, I was like missing the, the warmth of like a genuine, like four track tape recording that on this, like I would, I would love to hear this with the same quality as something like the matrix demo or something like that. Well, it says that this is a rehearsal tape, so I'm going to let them slide on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Cause this, this just sounded young and exciting you know what no, i mean for sure. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, you know what i mean it, it 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 um yeah this hit me the way that i wish that like that video drum stuff would have hit last week yeah i think i think that's actually a really a really good point of reference for sure yes it's i think very very similar energy but this this just did it right this presented a lot of the same ideas but in a, in a, a way that just actually appealed to me you know yeah yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, no, overall I think this was this was really solid. I'll definitely check out the rest of this and I'm stoked to stoked to see what happens next. And I'll I'll probably go back and check out the uh demo that they dropped in March as well. Yeah. So yo, I think that was a that was a solid note to end musically on. That definitely uh it picked it up a little bit. I was I was feeling a little disheartened by most of what we heard tonight, but that was that was a really solid ender. So on that, I think that we can uh we can safely pivot to voicemails and knock these out real quick. Okay. And by real quick, I mean over the course of probably the next forty-five minutes, much to some <laughs> of our some of some of our listenership's chagrin. Well, we'll uh, we'll try to get we'll try to make it quick. Yeah, right? we'll try. But if we don't, fuck you. It's our show. Um, 
Hey, right. and like I said before, you don't have to fucking listen. Yeah, yeah, you could just turn it off, right? It's at the fucking end, right? Yeah. You, well, you, yeah. well, are you one of those fucking morons that sits around and watches the whole credits of the movie when you're done with the fucking movie? <laughs> well, yo, I think it's just funny because, like, you know, our 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 reciprocal adversarial relationship, half joking adversarial relationship with the Discord, you know, I think. I see them like I'll go and kind of just like read their discussion of the, the their weekly discussion of the episode. And, you know, they always are like bitching about the phone calls section or whatever. But it's like it's it's really a fucking a thinly veiled fucking ruse. It's transparent because they congregate every week to listen to the show together. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you guys could as a collective just be like. Yeah, hey, we're done with it. We're you know we don't like the voicemail section. We're gonna turn it off. But no, you guys get together and you fucking talk about it and bitch about it. So it's like you clearly probably, like it on some level. And yeah, does it get like the most fucking action to at that point? Uh, I mean, usually as far as it, I feel like that's when they talk about the actual show the most because a lot of time it's like side conversations and banter and stuff. But then yeah. when the messages comes up, come up, it's always like, oh, this shit again. Oh, these guys are gonna, <laughs> these guys are gonna rant for fucking forty five minutes, or they'll be like, oh, oh, good all the music's done but the episode's only half over oh great like somebody's fucking got a gun to their head making them get together every week and listen to our show together with 10 other people you know yeah yeah well the lords of autism have a gun to their fucking head so they have to sit there and sit there and pay attention that completionist drive right yeah yeah for sure dude uh gotta catch them all so um all right so let's uh let's jump into the voicemails yeah, you guys were talking about uh, transgression and uh, how it relates to punk rock and probably to a great degree outsider music, be it punk, metal, hardcore, even hip hop to some extent. Um, <clears throat> I think it is going to swing back to where it once was. I just think that nowadays, I mean, you're going to have your far more transgressive bands, but I think that there's going to be a greater emphasis on context um, because one thing that won't change is that people are not going to understand satire and people are not going to be able to uh, understand a nuanced conversation. It, it just isn't going to happen again. So you'll have your swans, future swans, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I differ with you guys in that I'd rather not deal with shitty people that make great music. I'd rather just not deal with shitty people at all. Fuck them. Don't care. Um, but you're right. The music should not be kid-friendly. Uh, you know, as a father of three, I still don't think it should be kid-friendly. Uh, and as far as Nate being transgressive, I'll one-up him. As a father of three, I know the world's a hellscape. I deliberately have them, and I'm giving this world to them on purpose. God damn! That is some dark-ass shit coming from... Is that Larry? Yeah, that's La yeah, that's Larry Gargas. <laughs> <laughs> my man. <laughs> See, that's why he's my favorite caller right there. Yeah, that that no, that that is a way to go out. That is again, anti child, right? That, but yeah. anti your own children, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Like I've joked about having kids just so I could fucking experiment with them and see what happens later on, right? Right, yeah. Um, like I don't know be a loving, wonderful father their whole life. You couldn't be better. And then on your deathbed, tell them that it was all a lie. Never loved you at all. <laughs> right. That's your yeah. last, that's the last thing you say to them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and just make them question everything they have. But Larry, Larry, Larry knows that he's digging their fucking graves. He's, he's, he's making them help. Right. <laughs> right yeah. He handed them the shovels. <laughs> yeah. God damn. So good on you, Larry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I don't want to wax intellectual about this conversation for too long, really. I think we, I think we more or less kind of covered it at length in the last episode. Um, yeah, I do think that nuance, uh, is, is lost on a lot of the listening population. Um, the consumers, the younger consumers of, of art in general, I, I don't know if I share your conviction that we'll never get back to that. I think maybe, um, nuance and parody will, be back in vogue and we'll have a broader social understanding of that um, at some point in time, but I, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Um, I don't even well, know if it'll happen if, within our lifetime, but who knows? Yeah. It was never there to begin with. I mean, it's not like sure. people were, there was not like there's a golden era where people were like sophisticated and, and yeah. like erudite on subtleties. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, that's why you had D Snyder duking it out with fucking Tipper Gore in yeah. Congress, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but the problem is all the fucking, you know, all, all the fucking humorless morons couldn't get together and form like their own front, you know? Yeah. There was, there was, it you know, there just wasn't the, the unifying um, flag of the internet yeah. for uh, everybody to form their own little fucking fiefdom. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause. Yeah, no, that's true. So, so I think I think maybe we could get back to we could get back to where at least like subcultural folks are more in touch with parody and with nuance and with the idea of like understanding things in context. But I do think it will require like a massive disengagement from social media as we currently understand it, for sure. I also think it's going to require actual reality to stop seeming like a fucking parody all the goddamn time. Yes. No, that's, right. that but is but absolutely like, true. Like yes. a, yeah. a parody that everybody is under the thrall of and those that aren't cannot fucking escape, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you got Rudy Giuliani farting on women in court yeah. and like leaking black shit out of his fucking hair, you know, in, in like a presser. And that is not immediately like disqualifying for a good portion of the country as far as like that guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, he, he he is literally like Danny DeVito's rendition of the penguin. Right, right, right. And and then you have like like like, you know, fascist, you know, fascist racist groups that have marched straight off the pages of fucking 4chan. Yeah. Um to the point that like they're almost cosplaying as their favorite fucking memes, yep. but actually hurting people and like becoming a real thing. It just Life is imitating art too fucking much, yeah. And art, art can't fucking keep up. We have to, we have to escape the fucking parody reality we live in before we can engage in parody again. Yeah, no, I actually think that's a that's a pretty succinct and accurate way to put it for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next message. Listen up, postmodern neo virgins. This is Wiz speaking. I've got something to say to you, Nate, you fucking dodo bird. I ain't citing sources like you do, geography man, but you speak words that stray so far from truth into the realm of haram that it makes me want to commit jihad against your physical form. You don't know me, but I possess irrepressible enmity towards you, you sourpuss, you... You verminous goon. Have a blessed day. 
<laughs> well, that was whiz. Yeah, it was. You know, I just I just poo pooed the Discord, but then then whiz just came out the Discord and gave us quality content like that. So you're back in our good graces. That was great. God, I, God, I wish I had a hunter. Right? I wish I had like an arch enemy. I know, know, dude. It would be so cool. Wouldn't it be great? Like you yeah. show up and like, oh, there's that son of a bitch, and he's like sitting in his car about you know a hundred <laughs> feet down the road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, that's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you know, you know that I've always wanted to have like a little man that I fight every day when I come home. Yeah, yeah, I do know that about you. Not like, not like, not like a, a little person, like an actual, you know, human with achondroplasia or you know pituitary dwarfism or anything. I mean, like a little man, like <laughs> one quarter sized man. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I come home, and he's he's fucking set the house up for me. I, and I go, wait, I know that son of a bitch is here somewhere. Right? Yeah. Where, where is he? And I gotta fucking find him and put the kibosh on his plans before I can go about my day. Yeah, 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 for sure. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be killer, man. <laughs> well, like I was just recently lamenting the fact that, like, and you and I have talked about it before too, but like. You know, the fact that like an Indian shit every once in a while, just like a fucking Bengal tiger will get loose in the city and you just got to be looking over your shoulder because it's getting motherfuckers. And like, I'm so envious of that, dude. I wish so badly that I could get a news flash on my phone that's like, hey, careful if you're going downtown today, there's a deadly panther roaming the streets. That would make life worth living, you know? In in one of those nature series, I think maybe Planet Earth 2, they talk about like, you know, urban environments for nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they go to like India or eh, it's like Southern Asia, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, it's like India or, or, or Singapore or something like that, but they go to, and they have like, like LIDAR and they have like, you know, IR cameras and stuff and people are just walking through the fucking park and like 50 feet away from them is a tiger killing some fucking wild pigs. Yeah. And they, and they have no fucking idea. Yeah. See, that's the fucking world I want, man. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about too. Yeah. And I see, and I think the idea of just having like a Craven the Hunter character that's constantly lying in wait is just an extension of that desire. Yo, just imagine how sharp that would make you. I right? know. That's what I'm saying. I'd be, I'd always be at my best, man. You know, I've been like having a hard time working out. I've had a, been having a pretty hard time in general, staying motivated to do much. But if I had somebody coming for me all the time, yeah, yo, you better believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better <laughs> believe I'm gonna be in tip top shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. It's just a good motivator in general. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, yo, Wiz, thanks. Thank you for that call. Um. Let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Well, um. Hello, my dad won't let me listen to your podcast because you say too much cuss words, even on the answering machine. So, stop to clean up your act and stop being a poop. Hey, fuck you, kid. This ain't for fucking kids. I said last week this show ain't supposed to be kid-friendly, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Fuck hey, you, kid. Why don't Why don't you ask your dad why he's contributing to making the planet a fucking shitholes that you have to inherit from him, huh? Why don't you ask that, right? Yeah. Probably tell you because I hate you, boy. I hate you. <laughs> Yo, okay, so real real quick on this on this topic. So I don't, you know, that that was uh that was a funny funny call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure whose kid that was, but I I I enjoyed that. Um that said, yo, I mean, 
if you seriously won't let your kid listen to the show because of cuss words, I mean, I doubt that is true um, because the actual content of what we say is much more harmful than any words that we say. Um, you should definitely not let your child listen to this show. But um, <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Like the actual content is pretty harmful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I, you know, I used to get in, I used to get in fights with a significant other about this when I had a brief stint where I was like semi co-parenting and, and talking about like potential problems that uh, would come up in the future and shit. And cursing was one that we would always butt heads on because like for me, it's just fucking made up, right? It's totally made up. Like who fucking gives a shit? I don't care if my five-year-old says fuck. The only thing that I care about is that they have the ability to discern between whether or not they between where they can say it, where it is appropriate, because it's socially frowned upon for a child to say, you know, fuck you in kindergarten, which I guess is understandable. But as far as like any sort of social feelings about that language, it's totally arbitrary. It's made up. It's like fucking table manners. It makes no fucking sense. So like I would always get in fights with her about it because I'm just like, yo, I don't care if this kid cusses around the house. Like I don't give a shit. I'm not going to get mad at her for it. I'm not going to like punish her for it. It doesn't fucking bother me. Like, I mean, kids, are discerning enough to know that there are certain things they can do at home that they can't do at school. Why can't this be any different? But I found that the vast majority of parents do not agree with me on that topic. So I don't know. I guess maybe uh, so, I'm not a dad for a reason. I'll tell you why. Because I bet you it's really – I bet you it really sucks to have little kids swearing at you. <laughs> yeah, I guess it probably does, huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it just – here's the thing. I don't swear in front of my folks. Okay. I don't swear in front of my family by and large. It's weird. It's a switch, right? I can just shut it off, right? Oh, I do not do it. I do not do it in front of any one of my like, like what I would consider elders in my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it is a holdout from the way that I was, the way that I was raised. Like I just don't do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I never swore in front of my grandparents when they were alive a couple times in front of my dad. You know what I mean? Now that, you know, I'm a fucking growing ass man, but I still, I just don't do it. Um, I don't know. Probably cause it just sucks like to have like a 10 year old swear at you. Here's <laughs> one thing. Here's one thing. Like we swear a lot, right? And, yeah. and this kid, right? Like we do use a lot of cuss words, but your dad shouldn't let you listen to this show because we, we say a lot worse than the cuss words. <laughs> yeah. A lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, like, you know, you know, I was thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. But, um, Ah, there's a, it's, it, there's a coarseness to it that is tiresome, isn't there? I, I don't like, know. Maybe like, um, I don't know how to put my finger on this. Um, I, 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 I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I'm just thinking like, I, I, I don't give a shit about swearing. Obviously I swear a lot, but I just don't do it. And there are certain places that you do and you don't do it. Sure. Yeah. But like, here's what I don't like. I don't like swear words used in like, um, like a, like a cutesy way. Like, you know, like, Oh no, Christ. No. You know what I mean? Like an internet hashtag, like, like donuts are fucking sweet you know yeah. what i mean like no well, well i think a perfect local you know local to us example of that is the fort wayne as fuck merch yes That's yes i i don't i don't i don't like i don't like that 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 like 
that usage of curse words in like a cutesy, marketable, like cool, hip way. No, it's fucking horrible. I, I would I would go so far as to say that I hate cursing as an affectation in general. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? If, if, if you have a, if you're, if you're cursing is some sort of like personality affectation, um, it sucks and it's stupid. I just do it because I grew up with my dad and my grandpa, like cursing like sailors and it, I just inherited it naturally. And yeah, I just, yeah. I don't think anything of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I swear and I'm not even aware of it, but it's weird right. because I'm also not aware of the fact that I'm trying not to swear when I'm around like, you know, my, my dad and so forth. Yeah. Um, even though my dad doesn't give a shit and my sister's cursed in front of him. I think also like, um, it makes you sound like a fucking idiot. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the point with kids is like, you sound like a fucking idiot, son. Well, I mean, kids don't need any help on that front because kids aren't fucking idiots. So they don't, I mean, but you know, like if you want to be taken seriously, yeah. You don't you don't pepper your lingo with four letter words. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, I think that's largely just a result of like uh, social conditioning, not actually anything substantive. You know what I mean? Like it's that that's that's only because of the fact that we have been programmed to think that way about these words, which I, I think is just like kind of an arbitrary decision that society at large came to, and that we all just. Um, abide by which i think is really silly but yes no, in general I, I, I just think that it's unnecessary vernacular if you're trying to be taken seriously it's it's like ver- verbal pauses and so forth i mean sure you yeah. don't you don't have to put you know i went down to the fucking store and man you know like like you don't have to say the fucking store right. it's 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 just i don't know it's just it's it's unnecessary vernacular in many ways yeah yeah i, I see i see what you're saying for sure yeah so um, don't don't swear kids Um, but do ask your parents why they gave birth to you in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Yo, yo, uh, this is Cowie over in Denver. Um, so I listened to the last episode and you guys played Proster and said some good things about it. And one of the things you said was you like kind of like the, um, the, the humor and the sarcasm in it. Um, and I just want to throw a little, um, promotion for them here um a bunch of those dudes have a, a like tv show that they do um it's up on youtube and then instagram as well uh, it's called little lions den tv um on youtube so check it out um same kind of fucking weird crazy nonsensical um bullshit kind of like skit stuff um so much like a lo-fi kind of tim and eric deal um, yeah, check it out. All right, talk to you later. So the guys in Cruel Store have a, have a TV show called, or a YouTube channel called Little Lions Den TV? Apparently, according to Kawi, yeah. And Kawi also sounded like a fucking idiot as soon as he threw the curse word in there. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. Um, Kawi also sent us the new Cruel Store stuff last week, so thanks to Kawi for sending that in. Um, I'll check that out. That sounds cool. I mean, if it's it's if it's of the same quality as their music, I'll definitely fuck with it. Um, I'll, I'll probably scope that as soon as I'm done editing this episode and, uh, and see if it's any good. So thanks for yep. the, thanks for the recommendation. Um, all right, we got one more message. Let's listen to it real quick. To reiterate the fact that it's truly to be truly transgressive and say, just fuck all children. Uh, I want to one up it and say that parents should murder their children. Like even if your child is on a grown adult, 
you should still attempt to murder them, but they can fight back and murder you in, uh, in defense, and then it's just thinning the herd because fuck children. Fuck your shitty grown adult children that are just killing that, – that should be killing their own children because they're just worthless. And, yeah, kill kill your children and then kill yourself. Okay. All right. So Grant kind of tied together uh, various concepts discussed over the last 15, 20 minutes or so tidally <laughs> there. Um, we, we have the, the conversation about what is transgressive. We have the conversation circling back uh, to hating children. And we also kind of tie in the concept of having somebody hunt you and stalk you and how that would keep you on your toes. Here you go. You know, you, if my dad was taunting me and stalking me, I, I could probably just fucking kick back and get a pizza. And yeah. watch, you know, watch him try to get out of the car. <laughs> my, my my dad's still pretty spry, and he has a and he has a pretty solid arsenal at his, at his disposal. I would be worried if my dad were hunting me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he got he got an AR recently. It's scoped up. He just got it sighted in. Um, you know, he works security professionally. I I'd be concerned if my dad were hunting me. Yeah. Well, see, so apparently um we really struck a, a nerve. People people seem to be signing on to this kill your child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's really resonated with folks. It's it, we've really you know what? The message must not be transgressive enough, right? Yeah, it must not be. Well, <laughs> the the only more transgressive place to take our position with children is land that I even I can't tread on. <laughs> Everybody's thinking it right now. <laughs> yeah, I just put it in your brain. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So I think that's a good place to wrap up the phone calls and uh, subsequently wrap up the episode for the week. We'll just do uh, some quick housekeeping. If you want to call us and leave a message, 260-222-8341. Just make sure it's a minute and a half, minute and a half or under. Um, I beseech you to think about what you want to say before you call in and say it, so that you don't leave rambling messages like AJ. Um, <laughs> sorry, I sorry to always use you as the example, but Jesus Christ, you <laughs> you have left some of the most incoherent bullshit I have ever heard on an answering machine on this show. Um, if you want to submit music, it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is uh, a year or less old. And then if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I'm getting the first episode of the Napalm Death Family Tree series up tomorrow, as well as a new playlist. Um, the playlists are free to everybody, so go check those out. We just put one up like a week and a half ago. There'll be a new one up tomorrow. The Napalm Death series is going to be uh, long and very intensive because if you know anything about napalm death you know there have been a lot of fucking members in that band to the extent that there aren't even any original members left in the lineup now um the first episode itself was a fucking doozy and uh it's only going to get more dense as we jump into justin broderick and uh the rest of the lineup so if that sounds interesting to you five bucks and up gets you access to all of our patreon content including that series um thanks to everybody who's subscribed already um on that note you know if you like uh if you like the show subscribe rate review on iTunes, tell your homies, you know, this is all done by word of mouth. We don't really promote this. We don't advertise, et cetera. Uh, thanks to everybody who tunes in. Nate, you have any closing thoughts? Nope. All right. I'm good. Okay. We'll catch you next week. Fuck your kids.